Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for tonight. Father, I just bless Joe as he comes up to bring this word, Father. And Father, we just ask for the fire of the Holy Spirit to come. And spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. Amen. I just want to share a few things God was showing me. Somebody had said to somebody, I was watching a video, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and on the way here, and the person's like, watching the video, and said, well, yeah, and a lot of people said, like, oh, why does he do this, or why does he, why does he blow on people? Then Jesus said this question, or the Holy Spirit told me, um, who told Jesus to spit in the guy's eye? Was it the Father? Was it the Holy Spirit? Or was it Jesus? There's a good question. Now, Paul did things too that were not in the in the in the gospel. That when he cut up prayer cloths and prayed for them and sent them sent them out and the people were healed, right? Where is that in the scripture? See, there's things that we do in the Bible that religious people can't wrap their mind about it. That's why they they have religious mindsets. But some religious people won't be able to see unless they allow somebody to spit in their eye. And for, for, for example, what I'm saying is the unusual thing, the thing that works faith. What did Jesus do? He told them to go dip seven times. Religious mindset says, why do I got to do that? Just heal me. So we got to understand that we're being led by the Holy Spirit, and if He tells us to do things, or He does things, and there's a result that happens, just like happened when the person came and the Pharisees were finding, trying to find fault in Jesus said so that that same religious spirit the same one came and they're like this 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 guy's a sinner who healed him and the mothers the parents didn't want to get in trouble with the with the temple people and all the they didn't want to get thrown out and they're like he's of age ask him and they went to ask him and the guy was like I don't know any of that but all I know is I was blind, and now I see. So, even was the answer to the question when John the Baptist was in prison, and he began to uh, doubt and question things because of his circumstances that he was in. And in his circumstances, he went, and he asked his disciples to go ask Jesus. And then after that, they, Jesus said to him, Go tell John the deaf here." The blind see, and the gospels preached to the poor, and whatever else he told them. So, and there will be false signs and wonders, but is there fruit? Is there fruit? So, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that we will be open to whatever you have for us to do in the nations and this. Father, we won't quench the Holy Spirit, and we won't grieve the Holy Spirit. And we won't sin in the Holy Spirit, Father God. We will be walking with the Holy Spirit. And Father, we thank you. Whatever you tell us to do, we will do. Just like Elijah told the woman to do something weird. Fill all these vessels with oil. Give me your last bite of food that you're going to take, eat, and die. The, the last little bit that you've been worshiping. <laughs> your last little bit that you've been holding on to. And Elijah's like, give that to me. And then the miracle happened. So Father, we thank you for this word that's coming forth, Father God. Father, I thank you that you're going to, from tonight and then on to, from Wednesday's night message and tonight's message and then Sunday's message, 
You're just going to take us from glory to glory. Yeah. Faith to faith. We thank you for your fire, God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. I need a, something to speak oh, with. Right there. <laughs> Was I not using it yet? No, you weren't using it. Probably better. I did that last time. <laughs> Amen. Is it? You want to put it in the socket, Joe? Yeah, please do, brother. That's what we got to stop. I guess that's fine. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I really like that, but. Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that your word is like a fire, God. Thank you, Lord, that you said in Jeremiah, God, that isn't your word, isn't my word like a fire. And I thank you, Lord, that your word is the fire, God. And Lord, we want to be on fire, God. We don't want to be stagnant. We don't want to be like the Pharisees. We thank you, Lord. Unload on us, God. Unload your anointing on us, God. Take us to a higher level, God. Don't just take us to another level. Take us to a higher level, God. That we've never reached before, God. That we can't even smell right now, God. But we will do it in faith, God. We will stand in faith and we will say, God, we're not going to sit here and stay in stagnicity, God. We're not going to sit here and be lackadaising anymore, God. This is our last day of doing that, God. This is our last day of sleeping, God. This is our last day of slumbering, God. This is our last day of having pettiness, God. This is our last day of having another offense, God. Because this is not the kingdom of God. It's not the kingdom of God for me to be petty about stupid things. Because somebody does something stupid, it means nothing, and I have to have a whole offense about it, and then get another offense, and then get mad at this one, and then get mad at this one, and then I'm doing nothing. And that's what Pharisees do. Because they're, they're in a, the Pharisees are in a dry land. And because the Pharisees don't see where they are, that's how they, like Shane was saying, because the Pharisees don't see where they are, really, that's how they become like that. That's why they get so petty about super stuff. Why are you blowing on people? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Because they have no power from heaven, so they, they turn to their own flesh as their own source, and then they start being carnal. Then they start judging people. Then they start doing that because they have no inflow from heaven. So, they be, so they're dry, and they don't want to believe they're dry. They don't want to believe that they're in a lost land. So they pretend like they're a Christian, and then they have all this carnality and all this religion with them. And if we stay in a dry land, we'll be just like that. You can be in the river one day, and then the next day you can become like that. It's that easy. Jesus said, seek the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God. But too many are, you know what Jesus is saying to his church today? So many are lazy servants. So many are, are, are lazy servants. A lazy man, it says that a lazy man... It says that a lazy man is always wanting but receives nothing. How many in the, how many in the church today are always wanting the kingdom of God? They're always wanting the presence. They're always wanting to walk like the book of Acts. But never get it. Never get it. So what are you doing about it? How come, you, how come, how come you're not? This message is called Fire in the Desert. Fire in the desert. Now, I don't know if you guys know about the desert, but there ain't nothing going on over there. And I don't know if you know about the desert, but a fire can't really start just out of nowhere in the desert. 
It's, I, I, I looked it up. And it said that the only way a fire can really start in the desert is man-made or a lightning strike or, or another occurrence. It has to be some other occurrence. There can't just be really a fire that just bursts, bursts out in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the desert. But in Exodus, God came like a fire in the desert. Where, there was, where it was not possible for there to be a fire, God was a burning bush in, in, the, in the middle of the desert. And all of his sons are called to be a burning bush in the desert. Every single person in this room, every single person listening on media, if you want to, if you want to walk in the kingdom of God, if, before you think you can get to... Everybody wants to get to the land of milk and honey, right? But nobody wants to be in the dry desert and, and have the land of milk and honey in them already. Nobody wants to burn in the desert before they actually go into the land of, of milk and honey and water and, and, and overflow. You, need, you know, the reason why... Why it took 40 years for the Israelites, and most of the Israelites that were even walking anyway, they didn't even make it, by the way. And it was, it was actually the generation after them that ended up making it. You know why they didn't make it? Because God was trying to get them to be like, be like a Moses, all of them to be like Moses, to be on fire in the midst of the desert before they can get the, the blessing, before they can get the outpouring. But no, they chose to complain. They chose to this. Why is that? This, that, the third. Instead of just seeking God. Okay, you're here. I want it. What, how do I do? And longing for that. And, they, and I'm sure they did. I'm sure when they were following the pillar of fire and the, and the, and the cloud-like smoke, they were probably like, oh yeah, God's awesome. I want to know more. Blah, blah, blah. But then when they started facing many trials... Then when they started facing many temptations, then when they started facing this, they started facing hard ground, dry ground. How can this be Christianity? How can this be? Ain't I supposed to be in the land of milk and honey? And this is why God is setting His apostolic church in America because everybody thinks it's supposed to be, you know, uh, birthday cakes and cookies and all this right away, but nobody knows that there's actually hard ground. There's actually a dry place you have to go through. There's actually a time where you actually go through this dry place and it's a time of purification. And nobody likes that. Nobody wants to know that. That's what Christianity is promoting. They're saying, do this and you'll get there. Do this and you get to the land of promise. Do this, do that, do that, and the third. And they're not even in the land of promise themselves. And everybody's living their own reality. You know what? A lot of people are in the church today. Many of us are like, we're in the desert. And instead of being in it, what do you do when you're in the desert? If you got stuck in the desert today, what would, you, what would you be doing? You'd be panting for the water. You'd be panting, how do I get out of here? You'd be, you'd be seeking. You'd be chasing it. You'd be like, how do I get out? You'd be going to the mountain. You'd be going to the far range. You'd be going to this side of the desert, that side of the desert. Well, how do I get out of here? What do I do? Panting. Not worrying about anything else. Not caring about anything else. So what if my shirt just got ripped? I don't care. I'm in the desert. And this is the problem. Is that many people, God has placed them in the desert... And they're pretending like they're in the land of promise. They're pretending. God said that this generation right now, most 90% of the church is, a, is, is, is they're, they're, they're a generation of pretenders. They're pretending. It's like, you know, when you're in the desert and you like see a mirage? And it's like, oh. It's like, you know, you ever seen those movies where the guy's in the desert and then they're, they're, they're so messed up that they're like, and then they're like, oh, mirage. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in another place. Meanwhile, the reality is they're in a dry place and they're pretending. I don't want to be like this. I'm not going to pretend anymore. If the book of Acts is not being, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not pouring down on the comas, I'm not going to pretend anymore like it is. 
I'm not going to tell people that this was powerful and that was powerful and this was awesome and that was awesome. Meanwhile, it wasn't really that awesome. It was just awesome in my own mind because I don't want people to think that I'm living a dry Christianity. Many people are pretending. Many of us are, are, in, a, are in a delusion. And when we're in that delusion, it's like, it's like me and this other person are in the desert and this guy's in a delusion. He's looking and I'm panting for the water. I'm like, wake up! And then this guy gets offended because he doesn't really want to be in reality. He just wants to pretend because he does, he's too lazy to f- try to find water. And then that's why you got people that are so... And this is like what it is in the spirit. Because you got people that are, are, they get offended. They get mad at you. They, 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 every, every two seconds they're bitter with you. That something happens. It's like over and over petty stuff. But they're really in a dry land. If, I'm telling you right now. If we keep dealing. If we keep... Excuse me. If we keep going, on the ra- going around the mountain, if we're going around the mountain with pettiness, stupid things, let me tell you something. First of all, let me tell you, before I go on with that, let me tell you something right now because God's telling me to say, you know what? You know what? Offense is actually deeper than we think. You know what God told me? God told me that uh, when you have an offense with a person, you actually have unforgiveness with a person. Why? Because when I don't forgive somebody, I hold it against them. Offense is this, is when something happens or somebody does something to me and I get mad at them or I have, I have this bitter feeling towards them or bitter root or this, that, or the third or anger with them and I hold that anger and I don't let it go. That's offense. And that, in God's book, is, is unforgiveness. And then we wonder why we don't get the overflow. It's because he said, if you can't forgive your brother or sister, I cannot forgive you. If you can't let go of your offenses... I can't lo- let go of my offense with you. And when you're offended with your brother or sister, when you have this, that, or the third with your brother or sister, all this petty stuff, God says, then I have it against you. This is, this is, this is, this is and this is the deal. If we're, if we're doing this stuff, if we're, if we're going around the mountain, if we're, if we're in a dry, you know, uh, di- doing st- like, just dumb stuff, like, like, like getting offended, this, that, and the third, you know what I'm talking about. I don't need to explain it. We're, dry, we're in a dry land. We're in the desert. We cannot say we are in the midst of revival. We cannot say we are in the, in the land of milk and honey. We cannot say the Holy Ghost. And I'm not saying because in the desert, there's times where you go find a rock or you go find a, a, a little spot and there's a little bit of water. But how come people, how can we get so satisfied with just a little bit of water? How can we get so satisfied with just one night under the presence of God? We need to get realize where we're at so that we don't even get satisfied. We're not even satisfied anymore with just going home and being regular anymore. We're just going home and not having the saturation of God. And all this stuff about and everybody and I hear and I'm not talking about just here, I'm talking about everywhere. And I hear this person say, Oh, I'm in a good place, I'm in a bad I'm not a good Listen, just because you're not doing just because you're doing right things and you're not doing really anything wrong, that doesn't mean you're really, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm in a good place. That means, uh, you know, I've arrived. No, it doesn't matter. You're, you know what? Nobody, you're not in a good place until you get saturated with God. 24-7. Saturated. Open heaven all the time. Not just a couple days a week. Not just here and there. Not just for a season. It's not God's will for us to just go a couple seasons. Lifestyle. And God's saying, you're in the dry land. Some of you, even here, are in the dry land, are in the desert. And you need to realize that. You need to re- realize the reality that you're in. You need to, set, you need to, you need to rec- recognize your wretchedness, your nakedness, and say, 
Because some of, some of us are, have, are, say, think that we're clothed and we have all this and we're this, that, and the third. But we're really blind. We have nothing. And we're just imagining. We're just in an illusion. I tell you what, when something of the kingdom gets poured out into your spirit, it's something you know that you know that you know that you have. But when there's something we have in us and we're struggling with doubt and fear, that's not God's will either. There's something, there's something with that. And we have so many, and we have so many teach, we have so many things that come out of our own mouth. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm talking about everybody. We have so many things that, so many ideas that come out of our own mouth and we think it's the kingdom. And then when we speak it, we actually feel condemned about what we're speaking about because it's not actually of the kingdom. It's actually of our carnality. But we come to a place where because we're in an illusion, we call our carnality the kingdom. We need to snap out of that. This is what God is showing to us. We cannot be in an illusion. And God turns people over to delusions. He does. And that's a judgment. See, the kingdom of God is like this. It's like a woman who who lost, and this is in the Bible, who lost a coin... And, 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 did it, and did anything and everything and threw out everything and everything she had and did whatever she had to do just to get that coin. As long as she had that coin, she was satisfied. As long as she had it. Not another day without it. Not just a, a couple times. Not just here and there. Can't be without it. I can't be without that open heaven. I can't be without the Father's voice anymore. Not one moment. And the moment I, get, I, I lose that, that coin, I'm going to go nuts. God wants to put a holy anguish in us. He wants to put a holy rage in us. He wants to give us this rage that when we're, we don't, we don't, when the kingdom is not, is not being manifested on earth, we can't, we can't, it's like, it's like we, we haven't been without food for, tw- we've been without food for 21 days or something. That's how nuts he wants, that's how he wants us to be. It's like, it's like a drunkard who, who can't go without drinking a beer for a day. It's like a person who can't go without smoking a joint for every second. Except God doesn't want us to smoke joints and, and, and alcohol. He wants us to be, be on top in the kingdom. He wants, us to, he wants us to treat just as people are addicted to things. He wants us to be addicted to the kingdom. And that's why God puts people and puts us at times. Because there's be times where, and we've all had seasons where the glory's coming, this, that, and the third. Everything's happened. Or we go on a mission trip, everything's happening, it's crazy, it's awesome. And then we go back into the desert. And God's saying, now what are you going to do? Now you went into the land of milk and honey where I operate and do everything for you. But now you're in the desert, now what are you going to do? Are you going to pretend? Some people are in the desert, they're sitting there, on their, their crisscross applesauce, trying to make a fire. Some people are just sitting there waiting... Oh, somebody just picked me up. We cannot be like that man that was, in, that was near the pool. Where the, whatever that pool was called. Bethesda. Huh? Bethesda. The pool of Bethesda. We can't be, even though Jesus healed him. Get my point. We can't be like that guy that says, Oh, but there's nobody here to lift me into the pool. We need to be like the woman with the issue of blood. That said, I don't care if there's a crowd around Jesus. I don't care. I'm going to touch his garment today. I'm going to be desperate for him today. You know, we go to Africa, we go to India, we go here, we go there, and we see people desperate, and we're like, oh my God, how desperate they are. But God's like, oh, but you need to be desperate too. 
And then, and then you know what? Some, most of those people end up going more on fire than some of us. They go home more on fire than some of us. You see, there's something that happens when we seek the kingdom of God with all of our heart until the end. We, don't see, we didn't seek the kingdom of God and then get born again. Yes, we did, but we're still seeking the kingdom of God. Jesus, Paul said, I strive for the things of, of the kingdom. Paul said, I, 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 there's, so there's no striving in the flesh, but there's a striving and a longing in the heart that will have nothing but heaven on earth. Nothing but it. Not even a moment without it. it you, you, God is trying to bring us all to a point where He dries out everything else. And He gets us to really pan after water. After the water of the Word. God wants us to be a fire in the desert. In the dry land. When Moses looked at the, at the, at the burning bush, he said, how is this possible? How can, you be, how can this bush be on fire in, in the desert? And in, in America, it's a dry land. And people are going to come to you and say, how is this possible? How can you be on fire in this corrupt, deceived land? How can you be like this? How did this happen? How does God favor you? What's so good about you that you're on, that you're on fire? What's so good about you that you're a burning man or woman of God in the dry land? It was all about the, 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 the never, the unrelenting. But see, this is the thing. If we don't, if we don't recognize where we're at in the spirit... If we don't get rid of our illusions and delusions, we're going to destroy our hunger for God. Because when I see, when I go physically in the desert, I, I, I'm going nuts. I, if you don't go nuts in the desert, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm going nuts. If I'm, in a, if I'm, if I'm standing by a river, I'm fine. I got water, I got everything I need. There's animals around, I can eat, whatever. But if I'm in a desert, I'm going nuts. And when we realize these conditions that we, are in this, that we have in the spirit... We become a raging bull for God. You ever seen those raging bulls and they nobody nobody can take them down. They're angry. They're never they're they're, they're fierce. They're mighty. They're, they're like they're like this thing that just it'll it'll run you over to, to, if you get in its way. And this is the type of thing, the type in the shadow that God wants us to be in the spirit, unrelenting, a raging bull after His kingdom. When I don't understand something, when I, when something when I don't have revelation, when I don't have knowledge. I don't try to come, and this is what the Pharisees do, and this is why they are the Pharisees. Because when they don't understand something, instead of pulling on heaven, they come up with their own revelation. They come up with their own understanding. They come up with their own knowledge. And this is why they're carnal, and this is why they're dead. But when you're in the desert, and you realize where you are, and you realize that you can do nothing without God. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Because he said, even right here, Colossians 1.29, for this purpose... I also labored. So there's a laboring. There's a laboring. This is not just for fivefold ministers. This is for everybody in the kingdom of God. There is a laboring in the spirit for the kingdom. Not a laboring where I'm trying to do, where I'm doing everything out of a hidden motive. Not where, where I'm doing everything out of a carnal mind. Not where I'm trying to do things in my body all the time. It's something that is not carnal and cannot be birthed out of, out of carnality. It's something that's birthed in my heart with God. It's this, it's this, it's this thing in my heart where I'm just like, I don't just want to feel good. I want to be a burning man or woman. I want to be burning. And I won't stop until I have it. Getting sick of my condition. Sick of it. Luke 13, 34 says, Strive for that. Strive through the narrow gate. Strive through the narrow gate. Strive for it. The Pharisees, they, they strive by doing all their works. But you will strive by saying, When I don't understand, when I don't, when I don't have revelation, I'm going to sit here, 
I'm going to stay here, God. I'm going to stay in this place. And I don't care if somebody says, oh, are you okay, brother? Are you okay? No, I'm not okay because I want the kingdom of God. I'm going to stay here until the understanding from heaven comes down from heaven. I'm going to stay here until the revelation from God comes down from heaven. Until knowledge from God pours out on me. Until power from God pours out on me. That is the longing and the striving. That's the key right there. You don't understand Marlene's message? You don't understand Shane's message? You don't understand Elaine's message? Well, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to just get scoff mad about it? Are you just going to scoff at it? Are you just going to walk away from it? Are you going to run away from it? Are you going to say, God, I don't understand? My carnal mind's in the way, and I'm staying here. And then some of you seek it and try to understand and try to get understanding. And you wait a day, nothing happens. You wait two days, nothing happens. And you're just like, oh, forget it. And you just drop the mic. But who is going to stay in the gap like Elijah when he was waiting for that? When Elijah was waiting for that cloud, he was waiting for the rain to come to the land. And he would not leave that gap in the ground until that cloud came like, like a little hand. Waiting for it. I'm not talking about waiting for a feeling. I'm talking about waiting for your mind to be formed like Christ. I'm, I'm talking about waiting for. I'm talking about. I'm talking about a, a, a punching in till your heart becomes like 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 a, like like God's heart, like like the kingdom of God, like the throne of God, a saturation from God. And then we get in the sat, and then we we wait and we pour out and we pour out, and we're and we're, we're pressing in hard because we talk about pressing in all the time. And then we, we, we're like, oh, okay, well, i got to press in, so what do I do? Let me play the drums. Okay, let me get up here and go to the wall. Let me go play the guitar. Let me do this. Let me do that. But you don't understand. God's like, it's about your heart, dude. When are you coming up to that wall? Are you coming up because you're like, God, I need, I need you right now. I'm not coming up to this wall because it's a change of position. I'm not going on the guitar. I'm going on the guitar. I'm going on up to the wall. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm doing this. I'm doing that because I'm just like... God, I need my heart changed right now. And I won't leave it till I I won't leave until it does. When are we gonna have God, I'm telling you this. Not everybody's gonna agree with me. But God wants to bring back those times when we came, we come here on Friday night, we come here on Wednesday night, Sunday, whatever, and we don't wanna leave. And we have times where we're here till two o'clock in the morning. Because no because everybody is 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 saturated or or or, or, or going after God till they are saturated. Or working the thing out in their heart. It says, work out your salvation. And too many of us are just like, all right, Jesus, whenever you come, I'm waiting. But Jesus is like, Jesus is like, I walked one step, now you walk one step and you meet me. Meet me. Meet me. Meet the fire. You're the wood. I'm the fire. You have legs, though. Walk to me. Walk in the spirit. Come to me. And I will make your wood burn. I will make you burn. Like the, like, the, like the seraphim that sits at the, at the throne. You know what the seraphim is? The seraphim is the angel of God that stares at God so much that it burns. And, it's, and it becomes like a white flame before God. It burns so, 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 so much, so bad, so severe. It's like a white flame before God. God wants to make you like a white flame before Him. I, 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 you know, God showed me a vision of every single one of us. Every single one of us from top to bottom. Doesn't matter your, your office, your call, your this, your that. There's, there's, when we get around you, there's, 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 this, there's this drive like there never was before. There's this, there's this fierceness like there's, that, that there's never been before. There's this fire that burns about you that when you come around people, demons just start flying out of people. That, you, that, that you, people want to stay away from you because they don't want to be, be harmed by it. 
It's top to bottom. Every single person in this room. Some are called to apostles. Some are called to be prophets. Some are called to be pastors, teachers, evangelists. But everybody's called to burn. Everybody. His word is like a fire. And we're going to go into another kind of part of this tonight. About being on fire. It's going to be awesome. Something I wanted to do here. Go to Matthew 15, 21. Is anybody, yeah, you there? Chase is there? William? Matthew 15, 21, verse, oh no, sorry, Matthew, yeah, Matthew 15, chapter 15, verse 21. And this is really interesting. I've only seen this recently. I heard about it, but I never actually seen it in scripture. You there? There? Matthew 15, 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord. She was crying out to the Lord. Have mercy on me. And some of us are doing that, aren't we? Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. She's saying that. She's talking to Jesus saying, Help, because my, my daughter is, has a demon. But he answered her not a word. He didn't even, he turned his, he turned, he passed her by. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away because she cries after us. She was so desperate that Jesus wouldn't help her. So she's going to the disciples. She's so desperate. Isn't that pretty upsetting when we get so desperate and we get nothing and we just get a cold shoulder? Well, this is what this woman was getting from Jesus, from Jesus Christ, that one everybody knows, the man of love, the man of all this stuff, turns her away. Send her away, for she cried, said, her, said the disciples. And he said, but he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of Israel. Then, she, then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Still pressing in. He turns away from her, and she still goes to the disciples. Then she goes back to the Lord, help me. Agonizing, anguish. I can't leave here till you bless me. Like Jacob. But he answered and said, it is not meant, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. You know what that what just happened right there? He just called her a dog. Someone who was crying out for her, someone who was pressing in for her desperately, going went to them, went to them three times. He calls her a dog. And she said, Truth, Lord. She's saying, You're right. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said, Unto her, O woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Be it unto thee, and it's done for you. She was willing to eat even the crumbs. That's how hungry she was. She wanted the bread, but Jesus gave her the cold shoulder and, only, and it was only gonna, would only give her crumbs off the table. And she still desired, and she still pressed in. I tell you what, there's only so many Christians. I don't know, I'm not going to say thousands, hundreds. I know it's probably not millions. That are the, they're, they're the few in the world that are really pressing in past the, the denials from Jesus. Past the, past the crumbs. And they won't leave the throne room until they get them. Until they get the fullness. And then, when they, and then when they get them, and then when they get some crumbs, they get some of Christ, they get some of the kingdom, they learn some revelation, they still won't stop. 
Until I have the fullness of God. Until I'm transformed into the image of God. Until I become like Christ. Until I do greater than Him because He said I could. Jesus said you can do greater than me. And there's not. And people are saying we're not even supposed to be like Jesus. But He said do greater than me. Do greater than me. The one, the, the, they said to the one, the one that, that they said that had the most miracles and most everything, healings, this, that, and the third, that they couldn't even write it in a book. Or they couldn't fit it in all the books in the world. He said, you can do better than me. God's called us to a high standard. But it's going to take a high, a, high, a high rate, a high rage of hunger to, go, to get that. Rage of hunger. I mean, come on, dude. There's people... And these, and these false churches, and they're, 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 they're seeking out just as much as some of us. And they get nothing. Right, but who's going to seek out until the end, until they get it? Who's going to seek them out until they be filled, until they can, and they continue to be filled? And then some of us eat some of the meat and are like, it's all right. Meanwhile, there's, there's, there's people that are crying out and they're, they're, they, want, they, they, just, they, they can't stop until they have the rest of that meat. What are we doing? What land are we living in? What land are we living in? If we are not in saturation, we are in a dry, a dry land. And we need to accept that. But th- this, this is what this woman did when she realized, when, when she got the cold shoulder from Jesus, when she was turned away, even called a dog. She turned all of that stuff she was called. She turned all of that stuff, she, that, the, all the rejection, she turned it into intercession. She turned it into a burning after Him. Until she became like him. Until she got what she was asking for. The woman with the issue of blood pressed through the crowd until she can touch the garment. And some of you, your crowd, if you could take like a poster and make that poster of that image of that woman trying to press through the crowd, you can put titles on all the people and say, what's, what's your crowd? Is your crowd offense? Is it bitterness? Is it lust? Is it this? Is it that? Is it, is it religious? Is it, are you this, that? And are you going to press or, or worried about what people think about you or worried about what this person's going to say about you or worry about what's going to happen if you do this, fear of the future, fear of the past? Are you going to press through the crowd of all that and touch him? Are you going to press through the crowd of your crap and press through the glory of the kingdom? That's the question. Because it's not just, touch me, Lord. No, it's this burning. If, if, I, if I can show you what it looks like, what a person that, that, that pants after the water and labors after the kingdom. It's like a man who's like trying to, trying to like dig and dig and dig. It's a digging. It's a drilling into, into, into a land that you don't even, into a place you don't even know where you're drilling into. It's a place where you're in the desert and you're drilling and drilling and drilling. And I won't stop until the, the, the dew from the, the water from the bottom comes up. I won't stop until I get to the core of the fire of the earth. I won't, I won't stop. I will drill. I will labor. Not a striving of the flesh, but a striving of the kingdom. A striving of the, the, the heaven coming down onto my mortal body. Like I said, I don't know if I read this, but I'll read it again. Colossians 1.29 For the purp- this purpose I also labor. Labor. Laborers. That's what he's called us to be. Striving according to his power. Striving because, and then he says this. Because this power, I'm adding because, which mightily works it, it mightily works within me. He said, I'm striving because I want this power from heaven that I got. I want it to work mightily in me. Who's saying that today? That I want the kingdom of God to work mightily within me and I will strive until I get it. And I will do whatever it is. I will let go of whatever I have to let go of. I will face the worst correction. 
by God, I'll be called a dog so I can be called a son. I'll be, I'll be told to eat the crumbs until I can eat the whole loaf. Are you going to turn what you're... Are you going to turn your correction and stop being, having a pity party about it? Because it says a wise man receives correction. Oh, and, and you know what? A wise man receives rebuke too. And you know what? If any of us got rebuked openly, we'd, we'd be crying for nights. I can't believe he just rebuked me out in the open. And then you miss the whole point, and then you miss your freedom. And then you're like, oh. And then you go on and go on, and then you get more, you get more devils. Because then you get offended, and you get mad. And then you become a lone wolf. And then you become a vagabond. You become like Cain. You know, even Cain, what would have happened if Cain would have turned his mistake or his, his thing that happened with Cain and Abel, with Abel, what if he turned it around and said, oh, Lord, and, 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 and interceded for the Lord and said, I'm, 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 I'm wretched. I'm, I, have, I have nothing and I need you because you're everything. And I won't stop until I have it. What if, what if Eve and Adam and Eve turned around and said, oh, and, 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 went and turned that into intercession? What if... Judas didn't have to have self-pity and he turned his mistake of, who knows, God's, God's mercy is great. He could have forgiven Judas maybe if he turned that, that thing that he did in the intercession. But he decided to kill himself. And some of us too. There's, other, there's this part of people too that because they don't get where they want to be in their own carnal mind and because they're, trying, they're striving for A, B, and C in their flesh and they're not touching heaven... They're just like, they want to commit spiritual suicide. They want to, they, they just say, oh, I, I forget it. I'm done doing this. I'm going to another church. I'm going here. I'm leaving this. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to my old life. I'm going to go to my best life now, at Joel Osteen's church. This is what we, this is what people do. And, and you know what? I've been there and some of us have been there. But God's saying, no, you're not getting it. When you, when you feel pity, when you feel like crap, when you feel like you're worst, Turn that and use that. Use that. It's like, it's like fuel. And do you know how fuel, I've talked about this before. Do you know how fuel is made? Is the crap on the earth, or the surface of the earth, eventually goes down to the deep parts of the earth. And then the fire burns it up. And then we get oil. And then when you take your flesh, your religious mindsets, your this, your lust, your pride, your, your whatever your whatever is your issues, your offense, and you pour it out on the altar, and you and you press it down and keep it there, oil pops out, oil comes out. It's it's fuel. Some of you are denying the fuel in your own Christian life because you're you're, you're too you have too much pride because you're worried about what everybody's gonna what everybody thinks and says, but you're not understanding that you're actually throwing out the very thing that you need to get free. Your sin is actually, uh, 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 and this is, will blow some of your minds, some of you might not understand this, but your sin can actually be a key to your freedom. Your, 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 your flesh is actually a key to your freedom. Because, if, because when you lay it down, Christ consumes it. Christ consumes it. I'm not, no, I'm not saying go and sin now so you can, no, that's a misinterpretation. That's the Leviathan, you better cast that out. I'm saying, though, when you, when, you, when you have this stuff in you, you see this stuff in you, you say, oh, God, this is not me. But then you say, but I, now, now I know what to do. Now I know to lay this down. And I'm happy I see it because now God's going to burn that thing up. And now I'm going to become more like him. Now I'm going to be on fire for him more than I was yesterday. That's the key. Your flesh, your, your mindsets, your carnality, it's like wood that goes on the fire. And God burns it up. God burns it up. 
But we run away. We want to run away from it. But we're running away from the very thing that God's just asking for. He's not asking for you to do this, that, and the third. He's just asking for your flesh so that when He consumes your flesh, His Spirit will empower your mortal body and then He ends up living this life that He created you to live. Because He's the oil. He's the oil. Thank you, Jesus. We, every single person in this room from top to bottom, and Elaine mentioned it a little bit, every single person in this room, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but when it comes to correction, every single, nobody, we shouldn't even be fighting it. We should be, we should be actually, uh, and you know what, I can say this with an honest heart that, you know, there's been dreams going around here and going around here and going there, 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 and here. And I don't know what my reaction will be to future ones, but I hope it's, I hope it's with, with gladness. But I, I, I can honestly say that I was, I just felt like, you know what, God, I, I want, I want to know. If, there, if there's a dream that I need to see, then I want to know. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to hide from it. I want to see it. I want to see the worst things about me. I want to see what you're, what I'm missing, what I'm not seeing. And God wants to, to bring everybody to that place. It's not, it's not of, of the Bible. It's not of the Word of God to, 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 to be even wrathful at, at, at correction. Kingdom kids love it because they know when they accept it and they see it, not just accept it, but see it, they get free and they go to another level. And they're not face. They're not going to face another devil. They're going to defeat another devil. Jesus. I want to move on to this other part. I know it's kind of, uh, kind of skipping, but real quick. But real, before I do that, and Book of Revelation, I, I, I talk about this all the time. And in, in, in all three, four chapters that he's talking to the church, what is he talking about? He's saying you're poor, blind, and wretched. You're dead. You're this. You're lukewarm. You're you have a Jezebel. And then if we if, if somebody gets called a Jezebel, they wanna they wanna they wanna just leave. So are you gonna get offended at, at what Christ at what Christ does or what or, or or says? Because when when God when the when you're getting kingdom correction, when you're getting kingdom uh, 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 rebuke, whatever or or counsel or wisdom, and you deny it, you're denying Christ. Do you know why? Because Christ. See, this is this is the one. This is going to be the whole aspect to this tonight. And this is what God. And I had this. I've had. I've seen this before. But then I don't know what happened. I just didn't. Now it's come back to me. But Christ is the Word. And when we and we see that in the Bible, we see where it says that Christ is the Word of God. So everybody thinks by when I receive His name, when I'm just everybody goes to these churches, that church, this place, that place. And they want to be in the presence. They just want to hear, you know, uh, they just want to, you know, talk about the name of Jesus. But you can talk about the name of Jesus and never have him. Yeah. He is the word. Amen. When we receive the word, Amen. we receive Christ. He is the word. Amen. So if I'm, if I, if I'm, if somebody is up here preaching the word today and it's, and it's coming from, and it's coming from heaven and you deny it or you're fighting it, you're fighting him. Christ Christ was the Word become flesh. He was the Word that became a man. So what is that telling you right there? The core of Christ is the Word of God. He is the Word of God. You're, you were a spirit and you became, and God made you a man or a woman. But Christ was the Word and He became a man. And He's saying, when you deny my Word, you're denying me. It's not just about denying His name, it's deeper than that. When you deny His words, when you deny the Word of God, not the dead word of not the dead word without the spirit. I'm talking about the word that has the spirit, because the real word is one with the spirit. We, when we deny it, we're denying him. 
This is what we're, this is what you want to focus. Everybody says, oh, I'm focusing on Jesus. Oh, I'm going after Jesus, Jesus, that, Jesus, this, that, and third. Focusing on Jesus has nothing to do with imagining a man up in heaven, even though that's, that, that, that's true. But focusing on Jesus is deeper than that. My wife can be with me and, and focus on our relationship, but if she's just focusing on what she sees, she's getting nowhere. But when she sees the insides of me, she's getting somewhere now. When we see the insides of Christ, then we will burn with Christ. We will become like Christ. Because the insides of Christ is the Word of God. When God spoke, it was Christ. You know how it says that Jesus was there before the foundations of the earth? Because when God said, let there be light, it was Jesus coming out of His mouth. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Word. word. I'm going to say it again. You are a spirit. You became a man. Christ was the Word and He became a man. And And He says, when you eat my flesh and you drink my blood... You will have life. But he said daily. What does it say? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy thy kingdom come, thine will be done. Give us this day our daily bread. It's a going, when I'm going after Christ, I'm going after the word. Some of you are just, some of you have all these different notions. And I'm I'm not talking about just here, I'm talking about everywhere. Well, I'm just going to wait for the spirit to to do something. Oh, I'm just going to. You know, uh, just wait for a feeling. I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to do that. You have your mind set on this, that, and the third. And you think your mind is on Christ because you're thinking about one day being with Him. But your, if your mind is not on the Word, your mind is not on Christ. Everything that flows from God's mouth, it's Him. When I'm receiving the Word of God, I'm being filled with Jesus. Everybody talks about, oh, Jesus, Jesus, that, Jesus, this. But little do they know when, when, when the Word of God is coming down from the throne room, that's when they can be saying, Jesus this, Jesus that. Because other than that, it's a Jesus of their own making. If you have the name of Jesus, but yet you have, you're weighted with carnality, you have another Jesus. Another Jesus. And if we, our carnality doesn't die, we will accept another Jesus. When we have the Word, we'll see Him. The Word of God makes us pure, and we can see Him. But what does it mean to see God? If God said, I am the Word, what does it mean to see God? Everybody thinks... Oh, and then I'll see him. He'll appear to me right now. No, it means you'll have revelation. It means you'll see him. He's the word. You'll understand him. You'll understand the word. Christ, listen to this. Christ is the innermost parts of God. Christ. Jesus Christ. He is the innermost parts of the Father. He is the heart of God. He is the mind of God, of the Father. And he is the mind and heart of God poured out to creation. And the Spirit of God empowers all of this. And when we accept Christ, we are becoming like Christ, but really, deeper than that, we're becoming like our Father. Because Christ is, is, God's, Christ is God's heart and mind manifested into a man. Visible to man. Able to be touched. Able to be felt. And when we receive Him, the Father's Spirit is being poured out on us. The Spirit of God does not move without... The Father. But when Christ is being poured out, the, the Father's heart and mind is being poured out. Therefore, the Father is being poured out. Therefore, the Spirit gets poured out. Do you understand that? We need to go after the Word. Because in this, we are going after Christ. God's been downloading this to me, and it's been amazing. And then I get, and then all these, all these things that I've forgotten, revelations and all this that slipped from me, that the Fowler plucked from the ground, has come back because I'm realizing, wow. 
This is Jesus. Yes. And then the fire comes. <laughs> because what did it say in Jeremiah 23, 20, 23, 29? It said, His, isn't my word like a fire? You want to be in the fire? You need Christ. You want to, you want to be in Christ? You need to be in the word of God. I'm not talking about the word of God interpreted by, our carnal, by, by carnal minds, by carnal hearts. I'm talking about the word of God that is pouring down through the spirit of God, through the voice, through the mouth of the Father. That, is, that has the spirit of God on it. The real word of God. See, this is just a form of the word of God. But if this doesn't have the spirit breathe in us and through us to reveal what this is saying, then it's not the word of God. The spirit and the word are one. You can read this word and get another interpretation. But is it what heaven sees it? How heaven sees it. Is it the heart that, that, that the Father has behind the word? Or is it your own heart? Because if it's not the heart of the Father, if this word doesn't carry the heart of the Father with it when we hear it or when we read it, or the mind of Christ or the mind of the Father, then it's not the word of God. The word of God is God's thoughts is God's intentions, is God's ways, is God's imaginations, is God's, is God's feelings, is God's emotions, is God everything that you have that God, that because we were made in the image of Christ, image of God. And how we were made, God is. Emotion, he has, he, God has emotions. He's not some stoic up there. He has emotion. He feels. He gets angry. He gets happy. He gets joyous. He gets sad. He gets everything. But it's pure. He has emotions, he has thoughts, he has imaginations, he has ways, he has visions, he has a will. And when we're hearing the word of God, we're hearing his will, we're hearing his emotions, we're hearing how he feels, what he thinks. And when we receive it, we become and start to feel and think and imagine and dream and vision the same way. The same way. Because when we receive the word, we're, we're receiving the father, we're receiving his insights. And you're in the desert today and you're wondering, you're, you're seeking the Lord, you're seeking the Father. Did it go out? No. Nope. I just think, what, am I, what, is, what is the deal? What is the deal? I'm seeking after His, his Word. Amen. I'm laboring. You're laboring in His words. Because in His words, you change. Yes. In His words, you transform. In His words, you come to the full unity and measure of, of faith in Christ. You, you want me to tell you something about faith? Faith, it says that faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing and hearing by what? Word. The Word of God. So the, the real Word of God, not carnal Word of God. Is that, I, yeah, I'll call it the carnal Word of God. Because there's, there's the Word of God, the real one. And then there's the Word of God interpreted out of man's interpretation of carnality. That's the carnal Word of God. I'll call that, that's a new thing now. That's a new trend here. <laughs> And then there's those two things, but when the real word is poured out, when, it, when it's really poured out, that's when, that's when things, that's when I'm in the dry desert and the fire, and, and, and that's, what, that's what I'm supposed to be seeking right there. That's, what, that's the whole point. That's what we need to gauge ourselves around. When we get that, that mindset and that mind frame, when, I, that I'm, when I'm seeking God, God is the word. You can't, I, and you know what, I'm not going to sit here and, and really explain it because you need, this, the Spirit of God needs to, needs to give you revelation because it can't be explained. It can't be like Zacchaeus and you need to be born again. Everybody in here, here is born again, but we need to get rid of our own understanding and own way and then we can get the fullness of Him. Reese. 
St. John chapter 1. St. John, cha John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was, the word God, was, God. was yeah. God. Amen. And, and in the beginning, the Word was God. And when you're in, when you're in the real Word of God, you, you're, in the, you're, you're in God's beginning for your life. And, you're, and, he'll be the, and He'll become the author and finisher of your life. And faith, real faith, what I, and I lost it for a second. Faith, real faith carries the Word of God. When the Word of God governs my life, faith governs my body. When the Word of God is, 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 is resonating in my heart, faith carries me to walk this walk out and, and, and to draw the power of God. Amen. Faith, is, faith is the currency of heaven. And it's the only way I can receive from heaven. So it's the word plus faith, plus, plus uh, faith which really there together and it draws heaven. When you come here on Sundays, Wednesdays, Fridays, whatever, you, whatever day you come on, it needs to be, we, we, that's why we need to get that, that holy desperation back where it's like, I, 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 I need to hear this word. I need to hear what's being poured out from heaven because in this I know I'm going to become like him. I'm going to be closer to him. I'm going to be one with him. Burning for the word. Some of us are burning for a feeling. Some of us are burning for a, a wave. Burning for a wind. Burning for a fire. Elijah was, in, was on a mountain. And he was waiting for a fire. He was waiting for a wind. He was waiting for this. And God said, I wasn't in that. I wasn't in the fire. I wasn't in the wind. I wasn't in the wave. I wasn't in any of it. But I'm in you, Elijah, because my word is in you. And Elijah was able to burn in the desert because his, the word of God was burning in him. He may have quenched the Word of God and quenched the Holy Spirit because of Jezebel, but he came back to his sense. He came back to the Word and said, No, this is the truth, and I'm going to stand for it. And I'm not going to let uh, some spirit tell me otherwise. And many, and many spirits try to quench the fire of God, meaning they try to quench the Word of God. They try to compromise their life because we're not just, our, the Word of God is not just about preaching it, it's about living it. So when we compromise the word of God that we're living, we're compromising from, we're actually, we're actually turning down the flame. Some of us have been on fire. Some of us have come off the fire. Some of us have been on fire. Some of us have dimmed the fire. What's going on? Paul, uh, uh, Jesus told the church in the book of Revelation, he said, hold fast to those things that you have. What was he telling them? Was he saying, you know, in your building, go, go hold fast, make sure the light's always on, make sure the fixtures are always there, make sure the wall's always painted, make sure this, that, and the third. No. He was saying, hold fast to the word that I've given you. Hold fast to the words that have been released by the Spirit of God on your church. Jesus said, if my, if my words abide in you, I will abide in you. I, Christ, will abide in you. When the Holy Spirit comes, it's Christ. You want the Holy Spirit to burn and lead your life to the point where you don't have to worry about, oh, where's the Holy Spirit now? No, to the point where you know where the Holy Spirit's, what the Holy Spirit's doing to the point where you're filled with Him? You need to be, you need to be filled with the Word. You need, it needs to be shut up in your bones. Because when the Word comes in my life, we want, we, we want to worry about, see, I, see I, the way I kill my flesh, see, the blood kills the flesh that's in my heart. I mean, I'm talking about the carnality and the things of the world. The, 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 the word kills the, 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 things, the carnal things in my heart. And I mean, uh, the blood, I mean, kills the things in my heart. But the word kills the carnality and the flesh that's in my mind. The blood and the word, when they're one, they wash our whole being. They wash our whole being. 
But you, but there's some churches that want to have one without the other. There's some churches that just want to be a word church. There's some churches that just care about the blood and all they do is sing all day and, and apparently soak. You need both. Because the word of God actually tells me, and you know what? The blood is not effective without the word of God. You know why? Because the word of God shows me what holiness and righteousness looks like. Shows me what right standing with God looks like. Shows me God's ways and God's principles and God's th- every, every way of God. But I'm still here. And I'm still learning it. But if I'm not learning it, I have the blood. But really I only have the blood that, and it's only purging the things that I know about. See, you only, when you come to Christ, you only know about the, I can't kill, I can't steal, that's obvious. But then you start learning more things about the kingdom that you have to purge away, more mindsets. But, the, but you cannot grow freer without the word letting me know what is the, the thing that needs to be purged out of me. And then I drink the blood and it purges it out of me. We need both. Both. But these two things, these two things get me out of the desert. Or not, but see, it's not about getting out of the desert. It's about being on fire in the desert. It's about in a dry place. It's about even when you come here and you feel everybody else is dry. You feel everybody else is out of the spirit. Everybody else is in heaviness or whatever. And you come in here and you're and you're the and you could be the only burning one. You're going out in the streets, the dead streets in the comas, and you're the bur- and you're the burning one, coming to set the place on fire. Coming to, 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 to vanish away dryness. Even in the dry lands, He wants us to be on fire. He wants us to be like a fire. The Word is the fire. The Word, the word makes me a fire in the dry land. When there's only bread to eat in the dry land, it, I eat it and it, and, it, and, it, and it fulfills every part of me. And I'm able to last. Man cannot live by bread alone, but can live by the bread from heaven alone. In the, in, the, in the dryness of the desert, Jesus Christ, he survived the desert, got k- killed temptation, beat tribulation, beat trials in a dry land. No food, no water, no disciples, no this person, no that person. Nothing but desert ground and the devil. And what did he say when the devil came? No, no, he didn't even say get behind me. He said, it is written. He used he, the word carried him through temptation. The word carried him through the 40 days. The word carried him through, through trials and tribulation. The word carried him out of, the word will carry us out of our offenses and out of our, our fear. You want to stop fearing? There's this song I heard on, on Joy FM on the way here. It's like, I, I'm not going to fear or something like that, blah, blah, blah. And they're singing about it. But I don't need to sing about it when, it, when, it's, when it's totally gone from me because the word has killed it in my life. It says the word is like a sword. Everybody wants to be a soldier of God. They want to be girded with the breastplate of righteousness. They want to have all the, all, the, all the plates and everything and the helmet. And they want the sword of the word of God. But I tell you what, I'm not going to be, be able to use that sword effectively on the enemy if I don't take that sword and purge it to myself. If you're not going to be able to use the sword of the word of God against the enemy until the word carves you. This is what you need to be hungry after. The bread from heaven. It turns into, it's, it's bitter to the mouth, but it's sweet to the belly. And then that sweetness comes, becomes like ember in me. Fire doesn't just become a fire. It needs something to burn on. And the Word will become that burning thing in you. The Spirit and the Word. And some of you need to listen to that message. I sent it to William too. Shane preached it in India. It's India Day 2 or Church Day 2 from the last India. Not the India last one, but the last one before that. And he was talking about the same, similar thing. 
The word is the the spirit and the word are one. When we get that, we're not going to be like, oh, I'm just waiting on the spirit anymore. Oh, the spirit this, the Holy Spirit that, the Holy Spirit. No, I'm gonna. The Holy Spirit's going to be filled with me because the word is being filled in me, and because the word is being filled in me, Christ is being filled in me, and when Christ is being filled in me, the spirit is being filled in me. You want to be you want to be submersed in His presence. God is the Word. When the Word is present in your life, the presence will be present in your life. The presence of God, you want it to be stronger? You want the oil to be stronger? Let the Word be stronger in your life. Let it dictate your life. Let it, who is your governor? Is it yourself? Are you governing yourself? Is the enemy governing yourself? Or is the Word of God governing yourself? The Word of God needs to govern every part of our being. This is what we need to be hungry for. This is what we need to be starving at because Jesus Christ... Jesus Christ is the kingdom of God. He is the kingdom of God. Why? The kingdom of God is, is, God's, is, 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 is God's ways, His, 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 His everything. And, and, this is, and, and Christ is the manifestation of everything that is inside of the Father. And then when I receive Christ, I'm receiving the kingdom of God. And when, I, and, and when, he was, when Jesus was preaching, He said, The kingdom of God has arrived. He was saying the kingdom of God has come, has arrived, because He was the kingdom of God. He was it. And when I receive this kingdom of God, which is Christ, which is the Word, the Holy Spirit comes upon me and I'm able to cast out demons by the finger of God. And I'm able to be a burning man in the wilderness. And I'm able to be a burning man before I get... I'm able to be a, a, man, overfl- a man or a woman overflowing with heaven before I even get there. Before I even get to the promised land, the promised land is already living in me. So Father, right now, we just seal this Word right now, God. And I, and I just... You guys, if you guys can stand up. Just seal this word right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, that your word will burn in us like a fire, God. We thank you, Lord, that in, even in the dry grounds, even when we feel nothing, God, we won't relent until the, until the kingdom comes, until the word comes, until the spirit comes, until you, you saturate us. Your word brings saturation. And just repeat this after me. Lord... Lord, Lord, no longer, no longer, am I just gonna be a dry man or dry woman in the dry ground? I'm gonna be a burning and saturated man or woman in the dry ground. I'm gonna be a raging bull. I'm not gonna be how I was, how I am, how I want to be. I'm gonna become like the Word. And I'm going to become like a furnace. Because when, I, when, when, when Abednego and, and all three of them were in the furnace. Say it. Go ahead. Say it. The three Jewish boys were in the furnace. Say it. Say it. When they were Abednego. All right. Amen. And when they were in the furnace, Christ was in the furnace. And I will be in the furnace. And I will burn with you. Burn in me, God. And I won't stop laboring until I have your fullness. When nobody's looking, I'll be laboring. When everybody's looking, I'll be laboring. When my spouse or my friend is looking, I'll be laboring. When they're not looking, I'm laboring. When they are looking, I'm laboring. 
I'm laboring no matter what for the kingdom of God to saturate me until it bursts in me. Amen.